This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Well, the news keeps coming to the Calgary Flames. Two weeks after they mutually agreed to part ways with general manager Brad Treliving, the team announces this Monday morning that they have relieved head coach Daryl Sutter of his duties and will go forward now looking for a new GM and a new head coach to lead them into next season. Welcome to the program. Happy Monday. It's Logan Gordon along with you. We're coming to you live from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And yes, lots to get to on the program today. I promise at some point we'll talk about the stunning NHL playoff results over the weekend and how the underdog has become the story of these uh, posts of this postseason. But no doubt uh, the conversation will start and mostly revolve around Daryl Sutter not being the head coach for this team anymore. He will not coach into his two-year extension that was handed to him earlier on this year. And the potential ramifications that this has. At one point uh, during the program today, we will take you back to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome and let you hear from uh, President of Hockey Operations and Interim GM Don Maloney on this decision in its entirety in case you missed the uh, press conference a little bit earlier on. But, uh, yes, lots of Daryl Sutter. Lots of flame stock coming up. You can be involved in the program. I'm texting into the fan feedback line, 960-960. We'll dive into that as the afternoon goes on as well. Uh, Here with my outstanding producers, Cam and Taylor, on this Monday. Uh, one place to start uh, on this Monday, and a great time to do so, uh, by heading down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Welcome again, the color voice of the Calgary Flames this afternoon. It is Pete Labardius. Uh, he joins us thanks to the Gemini Group Home Renovations. The Gemini Group knows your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference, now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit them at thegeminigroup.ca. Good afternoon, Lou. How are you, sir? I am awesome. How are you? I'm doing great. And uh, yes, uh, massive news from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome today. And I didn't even have a chance to get to our usual uh, show notes because uh, this one came down and we knew what we were going to be talking about. Uh, Two weeks after the GM and the team mutually part ways, Lou, uh, now the head coach is out. What was your initial reaction as the news came in today? I was surprised. And and surprised just because of the fact that, you know, when everything went down a couple of weeks ago with Brad Treleving, I just didn't necessarily envision a situation where Daryl would be in this position in light of the amount of money that had just been, you know, re-upped to him prior to the start of this past season. What I will say, though, is this, and you know this because you and I talked about it a lot during the course of the season. And that was, it was very evident in a lot of different ways, whether it was on the ice, off the ice, that things were broken. 
is the term that I used. And, you know, I remember saying vividly about, you know, when these things happen, then it's up to the organization, starting with ownership, to get together and, you know, do a deep dive and figure out who and what and where to go next. And this could not have been easy. It could not have been easy in any way, shape, or form for, you know, the owner of the team, Murray Edwards. But I think it speaks volumes about, I think, in many ways, the assessment, the deep dive, the intel that was, you know, provided from a lot of people within the framework of the organization. And as I heard Don say when I listened in today live on the station to the news conference that they just felt that at this point in time, even with all of that and the two-year extension, that they needed to go in a different direction. So I was surprised in light of all of it and, you know, in terms of, of history and will always, you know, be thankful to have spent time with Daryl in many different roles over the years, I've always said it. I'll say it again today. He has an absolutely brilliant hockey mind, maybe as brilliant as almost any coach I've ever been around in nearly 40 years of covering the game. Um, and I, I just, at any time this happens with anyone and people you've known for a long time, and, you know, Daryl has a really rough exterior and, and, I make no bones about it, you know, on a day-to-day basis, it it's sometimes not that easy to deal with. But, you know, I've all I've also seen and experienced the other side. And, you know, the dad that he is to Chris and and Brett and, you know, the people in his inner circle. So you never like having to comment on these situations, but it's big business and the season didn't go very well and I am surprised but I don't even know how to phrase it Logan outside of there's part of me that wonders a little bit about about Brad and how that ended and now two weeks later this ended but they have a fresh start now here is uh Interim GM and President of Hockey Ops, Don Maloney, as he uh, began the press conference today with uh, some of the reasoning, some of the process that went into making the decision uh, to relieve head coach Daryl Sutter of his duties today. Looking at the league today, and uh, you you look around the league and the coaches and the tenure of coaches, and you realize that after two, three, four years, um, the players start listening uh, it, this is not something new to uh, certainly to the Calgary Flames. Uh, uh, it's very rare that uh, when you start just looking at the other head coaches around the league after after that time period, generally it's it's uh, unless you have uh, winning um, changes are made. So I do feel this is the uh, the best way for us to proceed as a club, and it's an exciting time because we have a good team, we have good players, and uh, if. For what we've seen over the last two weeks watching playoff hockey, anybody can beat anybody at any time. And I'm excited about the getting back next year on the ice with a new coach. Uh, 
a new general manager and, uh, and getting back into the, the playoff game. Easy things for Don to be a big part of, and John Bean and, and ownership has trusted Don with running the hockey operation, and we know how close he is as Brad Treleving's longtime friend and mentor, for that matter. Uh, now, you know, the next chapter and more chapters yet to come, but you knew after what had happened that some major things were going to go down and they have gone down. And now the search continues for the general manager, the next one and his vision and then his hiring of a new coach. Lou, I'd love to get your thoughts on uh, one of the things that Don said today. And that part of his review was one that extensively featured not only people in the organization, but people outside the organization and maybe how that's changed in your mind. Because I can't imagine that, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, a president of hockey ops would bother to reach out to such a wide swath of, of people, including agents, to make this sort of decision. Well, it's different times. And that was one of the comments that Don made that really stuck with me and I guess it's because it's something I think a lot about I don't think you're dealing with the same kind of players that you were even 10 certainly 15 years ago it's different it's completely different and they're different and the times are different so the things that used to work and maybe long term I don't think work as well anymore it's more important now in terms of your ability to communicate with these young people because, and I feel very strong about this, and you know I feel very strong about this, and it's not just in coaching. The difference between someone like myself in their 50s and somebody, I think, in their 20s and 30s is that, you know, when I was that age and we were in a situation with more, I guess, authority-type figures, it was always somewhat up to you to prove to them. Now it's like those people have to sell themselves on why the younger people should buy in. And it's different. And I think even for Daryl, I think it was probably incredibly difficult to wade his way through the waters when it's not where he come, came from, what he believes in, and, and frankly, what worked for him not too long ago and even worked for him in a lot of ways the year before. These are different times, and you're dealing with young athletes who make a lot of money, and they're very smart, and they're very well-informed, and they generally come from places where... There's not a lot of no. So it's different. And and I don't think coaching in professional sport, forget about professional sport, any coaches I talk to at any level. I mean, I just spent, you know, the last week broadcasting the under-18 National Club Championship in St. Hyacinth, Quebec. The concerns are somewhat the same there. These are different times, and thus require 
different methods to get more out of people. And I see it even in my own life every day. And is that, you think, the biggest factor in all of this for at least when it comes to Daryl Lou, that maybe making that adjustment to adapting to people and adapting to others around him is why he's not this head coach, this team's head coach anymore? I think it's probably fair. I don't think anybody is great at change. Um, I think the older you get, just speaking from experience, in some ways, the more set in your ways, especially when your ways has always given you success. And, and the other thing that is different and was different, and I don't know, all I can go on is, you know, where Daryl would refer to, but Logan, again, even coaching in Calgary and, you know, the last couple of years with all that happens on the outside and the noise and the social media, like it is different. And managing it is different. So you're not you're not in the same playground that you used to be in even ten years ago. Nobody is. The players aren't. The reporters aren't. The coaches sure as heck aren't. And in a Canadian market, the truth of the matter is, having worked in one and many now in the league. It is not even remotely close. You know, I worked in Toronto covering the Leafs in the early 2000s, and it was a completely different place in comparison to anywhere outside of Montreal then. Well, now the amount of people and all the, you know, there weren't, there weren't talk radio stations outside of really one in the country back in the early 2000s. You know, that was one in Toronto. It's different now. It's com- the landscape is so different. And the outside noise and people involved, and it, it's very different. And I think if you don't try to do it a little different, it's probably not going to work. Not for a long time, anyway. I know Don mentioned today, Lou, that the timing of the two or the decision of, of Brad and the organization of part ways didn't have anything to do with each other. How much of that do, do you buy into? Do you think that these were separate decisions or do you think there's a world where if the coaching decision was made earlier on, Brad could still be this team's GM? I don't know, Logan, it's a great question in all sincerity. Uh, obviously it was one of the first things that I thought of when the news broke today that, you know, would Brad have made a different decision based on where it went or was it just time, you know, and, and only Brad really knows that answer for sure. So yeah, the timing of it seems odd and, and certainly made me wonder if it would have been different, but it's not different. So, you know, Brad moved on and now Daryl was asked to move on and you move forward. Peter Labardius is along with us. He is the color voice of the Calgary Flames here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. And, of course, talking all things Daryl Sutter on this Monday as the team has relieved him of his head coaching duties and will begin the search uh, for a new head coach under a new general manager. And, Lou, that's where we'll go next because, uh, as uh, many points were brought up by Don today, one of them being that this next head coaching hire 
will be that of the GM. So that's where the focus shifts for him now is getting to that process and interviewing in-house candidates and, and people outside of the organization for that job. But he, he talked a bit about what this organization needs, and at least in his mind, going forward from that position from the head coach and GM duo to lead them uh, into this new era of Flames hockey. We're in a results business, and uh, we have got to stop talking about, oh, if we make the playoffs, we would have been a hard out. No, we didn't make the playoffs. So this team, we want results, and we have the players to do it. We have good players. We have top players in key positions. So we have to get the right manager and the right coach that can connect to the, I wouldn't say the right, a new manager and a new coach that can connect to today's player and get this group of Flames uh, drive them to where we, we want to take them. Logan, I don't think there's anything more important, and it's not easy to achieve, than the alignment of three big phases, and that's ownership, that's management, and that's your coaching staff. And it's always going to have some tug-of-wars along the way, but this is a real opportunity, I think, to reset, decide on what's most important, understand where your group is, where it's trying to get to. And what this organization needs, especially for a while, in my opinion, moving forward, but it's hard to get in 2023, and that's stability behind the bench. They just haven't had it. It keeps changing. And yes, there's been some unforeseen circumstances along the way in the last number of years. But it is a results business. And in a Canadian market, as you know, the analysis gets tough after each and every game. But this time, it requires some patience. And it requires really entrusting in the next set of people that, you know, you go forward with and really allowing them to build it and build it together and be on the same page and be supported in doing it. This team has good players. And I feel really strongly about this. They have some incredible incredible people in the organization whether it's assistant gms who could be gms and and you know in, in craig and in brad pascal um you won't find a better you know medical staff in all of sport in my opinion and and you know mike goodmanson and kent Cabelk. all you have to do with kent is watch what happens when you know some of the best players in the world who he's dealt with at many, you know, hockey Canada events, they can't get over to him and see him fast enough. And, you know, throughout the organization, there are amazing coaches in that room. I absolutely loved dealing with this particular group of assistant coaches. They are fine people and they're good coaches. And I'm not so sure, at least in my opinion, I think the next head coach is probably in that room right now for me. So we'll see where it goes. But you have to be aligned. And that's that's the part that is really, really important. And, and I don't think 
I don't think they're done in terms of some other key decisions as far as the organization is concerned too, because, you know, there's lots of hockey areas that are being evaluated even along the same kind of lines, I would think, than just coaching and the next GM. I know Don said it. I, I must. I think knowing you as long as I have, Lou, and having the conversations we've had, I can only imagine that you would agree wholeheartedly with this. And I know he was asked about it that that GM being able to make his own decision at head coach is a extremely important one for this group. It's vital. It's vital. It just it it's really hard when it isn't that way because they come in, Logan. You just have to look at it this way they come in as a team and, you know, they'll both be really excited and energized and will have a relationship, I would think, going in. And if not, there'd be lots of time, you know, to create one. So that's, that's the beauty sometimes of going through the rotten stuff and, Anytime somebody loses a job and anytime somebody like Daryl Sutter, who has meant so much to the Calgary Flames and hockey in Alberta and the family, which I have the absolute utmost respect for, it's hard. It stinks. Um, but now there's a real opportunity to, to build and to have those guys look at the game very philosophically the same, be connected. Um, then that has to echo through your, your scouting staff and what you want and how you want to continue to grow it and build it. And the other interesting thing about what Don had to say, and, and I still believe it, I really do, and that is I think there are really good players here. It's not perfect. I think it's a team that requires some retooling. I think needs an injection of, you know, more time from people like Jacob Pelche, potentially, you know, a spot for Matt Coronado. He mentioned young people a lot today, Lou. What's that? Don Maloney talked about having those young players a lot today. Yeah, and, and should. I mean, they give energy to your group, and it's an and it's an older veteran group, and will continue to be somewhat an older veteran group. But it's also great to hear that Oliver Shillington might be turning a corner mm-hmm. and be back and and truly ready to go from all that he's had to battle through that caused him to miss a whole season, and that will make a massive difference if he is able to get back. To similar places as to where he was before things in his life went awry. So I think there's I think there's lots to work with here. I really do. And now the next step is the job of those people is to get more out of the majority of the key people than what happened this year. Well, it's a fresh start for the group, uh, Lou. Now we know the, the GM and the head coach will be new heading into this season, and it's uh, really just the beginning of the offseason. We are uh, just oh, weeks, yeah. weeks into it, and we haven't even started. 
uh, the full conversation, and I'm sure there'll be more news to come, and we'll uh, we'll dive more into it, and we'll look more at the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, later this week. But uh, good to have you back. Hope you had a great uh, great time last week calling the tournament that I you did. did. Uh, so yeah, great, awesome. yeah, I knew you would. Um, great to talk to you again, Lou. On an important day, we'll uh, do so again tomorrow. Hey. Okay, sounds good. Have a great afternoon. Bye now, Peter Labardius, color voice of the Calgary Flames, here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. Joining us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. He kicks the show off every single day. Our last week with uh, regular hits with Lou uh, before the summer comes. And if it keeps going at this rate with news every two weeks, you'll hear lots of Lou during the summer. But uh, this will also be your last week to get on uh, what does Lou say for Friday and get that $200 gift card to Roost Chris Steakhouse. So hit to sportsnet.ca slash 960. Go to the contest tab. Uh, get your burning question in for Lou. It can be about the GM. It can be about the head coach. Uh, if we pick your question on Friday, you've got that $200 gift card to visit our friends at Roos Chris Steakhouse. But Lou is brought to you every single day by our friends at the Gemini Group Home Renovations. They know your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. They're now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit them at the GeminiGroup.ca. Let's hear it in its entirety next. Uh, GM, interim GM and president of hockey operations, Don Maloney, uh, addressing the media earlier today in case you missed it. Uh, we'll take you back to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome and hear from him on this decision uh, to fire head coach Daryl Sutter and move in a new direction. That's coming up next here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour one continues on here from the Doug Lacey's Basin Systems downtown studios. Logan Gordon along with you. What are you laughing at me for, Taylor? What did I say? Oh, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just over here questioning Cam's music choices. Oh, fair enough. I do that every day. Sorry, Cam. It's all right. Some people just don't know what they want to hear. <laughs> uh, busy day. My outstanding producers uh, working it uh, for you guys to uh, get as much content out on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, if you want the latest and uh, some of the biggest comments we've heard today, whether it be from Eric Francis during his show today, Don Maloney, interim GM and president of Hockey Ops uh, for the Calgary Flames. Another massive change for the organization two weeks after the GM and the team mutually part ways. Don Maloney announces that Daryl Sutter will not come back as this team's head coach next season. An extensive process. That led him to discussions with agents, coaches in the organization, players, all these different names. He'll go through it in its entirety uh, in just a few moments. We'll hear from Don Maloney in his press conference once again in case you missed it uh, earlier on today live on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. But a lot to digest here. It's why the fan feedback line at 960-960 is buzzing. You can continue to send your texts in there. We'll read more of them throughout the afternoon. Uh, we heard Lou's opinion on it uh, to kick off the hour, but I'll say this. I, I'll, I'll always admire Daryl Sutter as a coach. I think that there's no doubt in my mind that the coaching side of things and the hockey strategy side of things was never an issue with Daryl. I think he's always, whether you look at his earlier tenure in Calgary, his time in Los Angeles, even his second stint in Calgary, it's all been followed by uh, some level of success. And yes, only getting to the second round 
last year to be taken out by the Oilers in five games is not the ultimate success, but for that group, it's the most success they'd ever seen. On a personal level, he took, you know, Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk to heights that they'd not previously seen in their time in Calgary. So there were always some good things, but I think at the end of the day, and you can read into it what you want from, from Don Maloney and make of it what you will when you hear from, you know, the guys that are more connected than I am, like Pat and Eric and, and all these guys. It just, to me, it came down to this being a personnel issue. And whether you agree with it or not, the relationships, I think, came to a point where they weren't fixable. And they weren't willing to take a chance on those relationships being repaired and to to have that be the decision maker or the difference maker heading into next season. That's unfortunate, but that's, you know, the coaches, part of what makes Daryl great is the fact that he's so hard nosed and, you know, confident sometimes, but there's other words for that. Right. And stubborn can be one of those words and, Unwilling to change can be how you phrase that as well. And I think there needs to be give and take on both sides. And clearly that, that the organization and Don Maloney felt that that wasn't happening for this group. It's unfortunate because I, I think Daryl Sutter has done a lot of great things in this city. And um, I, I think should definitely be remembered for those and not how it's ending here. But at the end of the day, I think this is absolutely the right decision for this team. And I thought this was the right decision for this team as soon as Brad Treliving walked away. As you'll hear from Don Maloney in a couple of seconds, the GM and the head coach have to be on the same page. I think you would handcuff yourself in a GM search, and you would handcuff any incoming GM tying them to Daryl Sutter. And that's not Daryl's fault. He had an extension placed on his feet, and he took it. And you, as a head coach, you do that all the time because you're you're usually the first one on the chopping block in the NHL, at least. But it's unfair and, frankly, just a waste of time to bring two people together if they're not on the same page. You want a real GM to come in here and make real decisions? Start with the coach and then go from there. And that certainly sounds as though how Don Maloney wants this process to go, and we'll see how it works out over the next couple of weeks. But let's head back to the Scotiabank Saddledome now. In case you missed it earlier, interim GM, president of hockey operations, Don Maloney, addressing the media after the news this morning that Daryl Sutter would no longer be this team's head coach. Here he is at the Scotiabank Saddledome earlier today. As you all know, we uh, announced this morning that we're replacing uh, Daryl Sutter, relieving him of his head coaching duties. Um, as you do at the end of every season, you do a thorough review of your season. I, uh, I interviewed 35 or 25 players, coaches, coaching staff, training staff, spoke to prominent agents for, um, who represent key players on our team. And uh, it became clear to me that we needed a new voice uh, to guide us forward. Uh, Daryl is a good coach and experienced coach. I um, want to thank him for his three years of uh, being behind the bench and, and doing the best job he could do. Um, just looking at, looking at the league today and uh, 
you, you, you look around the league and the coaches and the tenure of coaches and you realize that after two, three, four years, um, the players start listening. Uh, it, this is not something new to uh, certainly to the Calgary Flames. Uh, uh, it's very rare that uh, when you start just looking at the other head coaches around the league after after that time period, generally it's it's uh, unless you have uh, winning um, changes are made. So I do feel this is the uh, the best way for us to proceed as a club, and it's exciting time because we have a good team, we have good players, and uh, if. What we've seen over the last two weeks watching playoff hockey, anybody can beat anybody at any time. And I'm excited about the getting back next year on the ice with a new coach, uh, a new general manager, and, uh, and getting back into the, the playoff game. Any questions? Thank you, Don. We'll open for questions. Why don't you start here, Glenn? Don, just what was the conversation like with Daryl? I, uh, I uh, debriefed Daryl for two and a half hours. And... Uh, it was, uh, it was, in my mind, very thorough, uh, trying to understand, uh, you know, his, his, you know what, what he did, how he viewed things. Uh, we, hey, listen, Daryl is a very sharp man. He's got a good hockey mind. Um, I found that uh, I think in today's, again, today's world, um, he's a firm coach, a hard coach, a demanding coach, uh, that there's a... Uh, there's a shelf life to that type, type of coaching. And uh, unfortunately for us, um, I, I think that, 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 uh, that his time, ex obviously I felt his time expired with us. But, I, he, but this is not taking anything away from who he is and what he does. And uh, his name with the Calgary Flame organization is, uh, is uh, even in Alberta hockey, it's iconic, uh, the Sutter name. And... Uh, in my conversation with Daryl this morning, I said, Daryl, I hope we can get together uh, in the, down the road after the dust settles. We can have a coffee and talk about this in a little more depth. He's, uh, he's a good person and has a good hockey mind, but uh, I felt we needed a change. Go ahead, Danny. Um, will it be up to the new general manager to hire a new coach? Yes, absolutely. Right. What happens now, I've been waiting on the make a decision on Daryl, and it did take time, and there's a lot of factors to go into a decision like this. Um, but now it's full steam ahead with searching for a manager, and, uh, and that manager and, and I will, will look and find the right head coach for this club. And secondly, were there, were there players who said that they would not return if Daryl was back? Um, you know what, I'm not going to get into the specifics of my review with uh, players and staff, um, but I felt this was the right move for us moving forward. Parker? Don, when you when you start to look at that path forward now, is this kind of this, the next stage? And then it's all about uh, the GM kind of position here uh, on, on this for, in terms of what's next. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the logical pattern: is you hire a GM who hires a coach and uh, and a staff, coaching staff. I, uh, you know, we have lots of time. It's the first of May. It's this not uh, you're not dropping the puck anytime soon. So. Um, but we've, you know, I've been working behind the scenes and starting to get names together and people that I'm interested in talking to. And uh, as we uh, move forward in the days and weeks ahead, I'd rather get something together sooner than later. But that'll that'll just run its course. Is there any chance that uh, the new GM you'd consider approaching Brad Living again about the possibility of coming back? It's a good question, uh, but I, I I don't believe so. I I think. Uh, 
I think we're moving forward with uh, a new voice and a new vision, and, uh, and, and I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be good for, for um, Calgary hockey. If I could just follow up, just, can you just talk about the environment that Daryl had created here and whether or not you thought that was part of the problem uh, with the organization? You know, Eric, it really, rather than like, like with the players, uh, I, I'm just not going to comment on, on the, uh, I mean, you've been around the team and you, you guys can talk to players and coaches and, and form your own opinions. But uh, Daryl's a good coach and a good man, but it was time for us to have a new voice. And, uh, and that's why we made this decision. Go ahead, Moses. Well, just following up on that as well, uh, given the, the timing of Sutter's firing and Brad Trilliving uh, stepping down, if it, the roles were reversed, would Trilliving still be in this spot today? Uh, it's a hypothetical. One had nothing to do with the other. Uh, Brad decided to, to, we had a mutual parting of ways. Um, you know, he needed some time. I did my uh, morning on Brad, uh, my wake on Brad, the last press conference I was here. Uh, um, you know, Brad's going to be fine. Uh, he's a good man. He'll find a job when he decides he wants to, wants to get back into hockey. But one had nothing to do with the other. We know there obviously was a review with, with Darrow and it's come to this, but was there ever any point during the regular season with regards to Darrow Sutter's future and having him let go before to the end of the year, and why did it not get to that point? Listen, that's, again, Brad, Brad was the general manager of this club at the time, and uh, you'd have to ask him if that was ever discussed, but certainly to my knowledge it was not. Couple quick ones for me, daughter. Um, maybe for starters, in your exit meetings with the players, what what sense do you get in terms of what does this team need? What qualities are you going to put highly on the must list for your next head coach? Well, again, I, the players were very, very frustrated with the season, um, as it happens uh, every year. Um, I think they truly believe we had a team good enough to be in the playoffs. Um, I don't think we have to do a ton. Uh, obviously, you have con we have contracts going forward in regards to penny UFAs and uh, uh, down the road. But when I mean, you look at our group, look at the strength in our group, we had some good news last week when talking to Oliver Shillington. It certainly seems he's in a very good place. Um, told, told me he's excited about coming back next season, which is a very positive for the organization. Um, but when you start looking at the depth and the goaltending to the blue line to the forward group we currently have, it's, it's strong. Now, do we have to make some changes? Yes, every year you're going to make changes to make it better. But we have some young people that uh, need to get into our lineup to bring the speed and energy and enthusiasm that you need during the course of an 82-game season. So um, I think more or less it was just the the disappointment in, in, in just uh, coming up well short of what our expectations were. And, sorry, and what does today's news mean for the, the rest of your coaching staff? Um, once we get a general manager in place, uh, then we'll hire a coach, and, uh, and he'll have to determine his staff. Uh, Don, um, could you elaborate a little more? We, we've kind of heard bits and pieces of what might have been said in those interviews, and apparently some of them took over an hour long. Like, what, what did the players tell you that maybe not forced your hand, but this, that this was the right call? Well, it certainly didn't force our hands. I mean, everybody has their opinion. I, and again, I think it's today's player, too. You know, 10 years and 20 years ago, you, they wouldn't say boo generally. But now the players of today, they, they want a voice, they have a voice, and you have to listen to that voice. Now, 
you don't want to make it the inmates are running the, uh, uh, the, the asylum, so to speak, but uh, um, they had some real, real uh, observations and how we should, how we need to, uh, um, how in their minds, how we should move forward. And uh, again, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but uh, if just one piece of the, the puzzle, it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, really the whole evaluation was the entire organization, both inside and outside. And, and the agents you speak to, they have influence on players staying here, attracting new players. They have lots of voices. So you just, you try and touch base with everybody to say, okay, what, what's your, what's your take on it? What's your read on it? What do you think has happened here with your, your client or other clients that might, you know, so it's, it's, that's why it's taken the two weeks that it's taken. Okay. Just one more. Um, for the next coach, are you looking for someone like Daryl who has loads of NHL experience or are you open to giving a, a newcomer or a younger voice an opportunity behind the bench? Well, the first step is to get a manager you know the manager has the vision and the and the that how we need to play to be a champion and what we need to be a champion and then that obviously comes down to the coach and, and finding that coach that's going to kind of fit that vision and you have to look at our personnel who we have I still think with our group we're in a window here that we can win something and uh, I, this isn't a team that's going to you know, start selling off assets. At least, in my opinion, we we think we have a good group here. We can we we certainly feel like we we have enough here to be a playoff team. And if we do a good job in the summer and the fall and the winter, we'll be better positioned to be a playoff team next spring. We'll take a couple more, Danny. Go ahead. Don, taking into account what you said about sort of the tenure of coaches around the league, this is this is sort of four head coaches since 2016 uh, for this organization. And I know there are extenuating factors mm -hmm. there. But how important is it to have some stability going forward and a, and a coach who can guide with a long-term vision? Well, it is, it is important, ideal world. And then you have the real world, is that we're in a results business. And uh, we have got to stop talking about, oh, if we make the playoffs, we would have been a hard out. No, we didn't make the playoffs. So this team... We want results, and we have the players to do it. We have good players. We have top players in key positions. So we have to get the right manager and the right coach that can connect to the, I wouldn't say the right, a new manager and a new coach that can connect to today's player and get this group of Flames, uh, drive them to where we, we want to take them. So it would be pretty hard to overstate how important this, these decisions this summer is just for the yeah, organization. I would say that's a fair statement. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting time, though because this is new, and uh, everybody likes new, and uh, hopefully we make the right choice, which we will. John, you mentioned um, the, the players have, have changed over the years. What, in your observations, how has the game changed in terms of that integration of younger players, and is that something this organization maybe needs to do more of? I, I, that's a very good point, because I do think the, the younger players now, at 18, they not only do they think they should be in the NHL, but a lot of them can play at the NHL at a younger age. They've been, they, they've been groomed. They've been trained. They've been, they, everybody has their personal trainers and and uh, nutritionalists and masseuse, and, and they, they don't come into this league uh, anymore wide-eyed and say, "Oh my gosh, I, I'm over my head." They expect to get here and play, and uh, so I, I do think uh, it's it's a different world that, in that respect. Um, but we. And and I do think we uh, you know we have an older, experienced team uh, here now. We could use a little more uh, youth and energy into our lineup, 
as every team, uh, you look around the league, you have to have young players on entry-level contracts that are not just putting in six or seven minutes that can play meaningful minutes to have any kind of success. One, one other follow-up to earlier. You mentioned 20, you talked to 25 players. You mentioned some other you know, scouts and whatnot. Uh, Taking into consideration, did you do any, um, a couple pretty significant players left last summer, one, one as a free agent, one you know, with it via trade. Any, any kind of follow-up just to kind of see their rationale for leaving? Was that kind of factored no, in? No, that was not. Okay, we'll go to Brendan, and we'll finish with Wes. Go ahead, Brandon. Don, you, you talked about internal candidates for the GM position, some strong guys, Craig and, and Brad. Would, it, could the same be said about the coaching and, and obviously knowing what you know about your, your current coaching staff uh, that you had in place and, and maybe some potential candidates within, within the system? Right? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, really, I haven't, haven't even looked at the coaching right yet. Uh, I think that the, the steps to take are hire the manager that you believe in and then let's look at the coaching. So I really haven't even gone down that road yet, Brandon. Don, there was lots of talk this season about the sort of heaviness around the saddle dome, that there maybe weren't enough smiles in the locker room and elsewhere. Do you see a culture here that needs to change? Uh, again, I, 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 uh, I think we, we underachieved, and generally underachieving doesn't make for happy days. Um, we're optimistic when we hire the next manager and coach. We'll have a, a new attitude in the sense of it's a new new beginning for for a lot of players, including some of our coach, uh, players that had difficult seasons this year. So uh, as much as this is uh, saying goodbye to a very good coach and a, and a, and a, and a, uh, a good person, uh, this is also an exciting time for us to say, hey, we're, 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 we're coming in fresh and new and uh, we're going to bring energy and uh, excitement to the building, including the locker room. Just John, what was the conversation with Murray Edwards when, as this is going on, and, and what was his reaction when you sort of presented your findings or decision to him? Uh, listen, Murray is, uh, he's, uh, he's a very in-tuned uh, owner, um, very good instincts in not only the team around the league, uh, both John Bean and I have had a lot of conversations with Murray about uh, how to move this team forward, and uh, and if anybody thinks Murray is not re is removed or not paying attention, then they are sadly mistaken. So we uh, we have to continue to move forward, make good decisions, and and be better next season. There you go. Earlier today, interim GM and president of hockey operations Don Maloney addressing the media following the Flames' decision to relieve Daryl Center of his duties as head coach. We'll take a break, come back on the other side, kicking off hour two, your texts coming in at 960-960. We'll read some of our favorites from there. We'll also hear from NHL insider Frank, uh, excuse me, Elliot Friedman, who uh, joined Pat on a special edition of Flamestock for some instant reaction to the Daryl Sutter news. All of that and more coming up on hour two of Sportsnet today. You're on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.